Hey y'all, this is Taniqua and you're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast. What's going on millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast episode 121 on invest while investing. What's up, millionaires? My name is Tanika Purdy, and I'm known for a lot of different things, but you can call me a serial entrepreneur, and I'm also a coach. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking a little bit about, you know, what I've created, where I started, what got me where, what mindset got me where um, I am now. And so, yeah, make sure you lock in with us today on the Million Dollar Mind Podcast. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, the number one passion and attraction podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every one of you all for tuning in each and every week. This is the only place for tips and tricks on identifying your passions and attracting opportunities to make a living while living your dreams. Today we have, you know, an awesome person, an awesome coach, an awesome mentor, one of my friends, Taniqua Purdy, who is, as she mentioned, uh, a serial entrepreneur also a real estate and crypto investor uh, and a trading coach and mentor, which we're going to talk about all of those things and, you know, how you can potentially adopt some of the principles and mindset that, you know, Taniqua has and, you know, maybe even get to a position that she's in or beyond, you know, so from this episode, you're definitely going to be getting a lot of gems dropped. So with that being said, you know, Taniqua, let's start off, you know, with, um, yeah, you know, the beginning, right? What, when, when did you first begin your journey as an investor and which lane did you identify as the best lane to take first? Because it's a whole lot of different ways to invest, right? And you know you know more than most as you invest in many, many platforms. Uh, which one did you start with and, you know, how did that begin? Okay, okay. Those are good questions. Investing, like you said, there are different ways to invest. You can invest in yourself. You know, your education is definitely where I started at. I would say I invested in my education, going to school, getting my bachelor's, and then getting my master's. That's where I first started investing in myself. And then that's not where it stopped. You know, most people, they'll go get their bachelor's and they'll stop, get a job and, you know, stop learning or just learning what they need to stay at that job or get a promotion. So I didn't stop there. Um, I went to school, got my master's in couples, family, and marital therapist. Um, So I was doing that for a little bit. But then I became a full living nanny, a full time living nanny. So, um, I mean, I've been in the industry for like 12 years for the childcare industry. So um, I just became a living nanny. So through that, I had a lot of time and I had a lot of money because as a living nanny, you don't pay for things, you know, nothing at all. Just whatever it is that you want to pay for your bills. So um, I started to think of ways I could use this money to make more money since I'm here, you know, just saving money. So that's when I got into um I started looking into Airbnb. So I bought a course on how um, I could make money, um, you know, through Airbnb and how that worked. Um, So I bought a course and I, you know, did the course and um, I figured I could do Airbnb. I started there because I wasn't paying rent. So I knew if there to say one month, I wasn't making any money in Airbnb. I would have the money to pay for, you know, rent there. Like, it's not like I was living on my own. And then if I had to pay two rents. Now I'm paying a lot more rents. I'm paying about four. But I started off paying just that one. So that's what where the mindset of, you know, start um, and Airbnb. But um, that's one of the things I've invested in my education, Airbnb, well, I guess that's two. Um, Forex is another big thing um, that I invest in. 
I know you guys see a lot about Forex. A million people probably been in everyone's inbox that are, that are listening to this podcast. That's not me. Um, that was, I mean, that was the people that I started with. But you have to look at it in a different way. Like, yes, you can go and you can recruit a million people, but that's not the part that interested me. The part that interested me was the skill set. A lot of people get lost in trying to recruit and recruit and recruit, but you're recruiting someone to something that you don't know how to do. So that was always a hard thing for people. They're like, oh, you guys just make money from recruiting people and recruiting people. I'm like, no, I make money from actually learning the skill and trading. So that is very important. If you knew a skill set that would pay you just from understanding the skills. It's like learning math. If you got paid to learn how to do math calculations on your phone, would you learn how to do math? Yes, you would. That's exactly what Forex is. So I love the fact that I could still make money, still travel. You know, I don't want to be stuck anywhere. So I like to do a lot of things that have me, um, that I could be all over the world. Um, What is the word? You're all over the place and Oh, like just just exploring and just just travel. You would just explore. <laughs> yeah, there was a word for it though that I was looking for, but I lost it. Um, but yeah, so I like um, for my businesses to be for me to be able to move around in my businesses, still mm-hmm. bringing me money. So forex was a third, I guess you would say. I invested in learning that education, being in different companies. Um, but I took out of that the most important thing was learning how to money um, make money trading, understanding the patterns and the charts. So that's important. If you guys are not learning how to trade, you definitely need to. And you need to teach your kids, too. Because that's the only way you can make money from your phone, just by learning a skill. Like reading, writing, walking, talking. We all have to learn it. We don't want to, but it makes us money or or it's beneficial to our lives. All right. That and then what else Um, did I invest in? Oh, um, stocks, cryptos. That's kind of in the same realm. But um, yes, investing in different stocks and also investing in different cryptos. And I learned that from being the different Forex um, forums and groups and businesses and companies and just, you know, networking with people. So um, that's another thing that I invest in, two other things I invest in. And um, real estate is another thing I'm just getting into now Um, as a real estate investor, you know, worrying, I mean, working on wholesaling, um, fix and flips. I've really been heavy on fix and flips now. And building my team to, um, um, you know, find us properties and find good deals and all that. So that's what we're doing now. And uh, let me see, real estate. And my favorite of all time is, like I said, I was a nanny. I've been in the industry for a while. Um, I started off, my family always had daycare centers inside of the house. So I started there just helping out. And then um, my aunt opened a daycare center. Um, When I was in high school, I was too young to work there. So I was just volunteering for years. And then after that, I went to school, like I said, got my bachelor's and my master's. And that whole time, the summers, I would go back to the daycare work, you know, work in all the different classrooms. Um, So I have experience in every child care classroom. And then I was nannying afterwards. So then um, so now I actually created a course for those um, those parents, nannies, daycare teachers, um, babysitters. That's where I started at. So I created a course that educates the educator. So a lot of people think the course might be for the kids, but it's called Road to Preschool. But the the concept of it is to educate those who don't have the education in um, educating children, pretty much. I know it's confusing. So mostly what I know, I, I specialize in advancing children before preschool from working with them. So like kids at two years old, you know, knowing all their shapes, knowing all the numbers, not all the numbers, obviously, not all the shapes, but most of the majority of them. And also, um, you know, four-year-olds reading fluently, you know, doing double-digit math, you know, sign language, all that stuff that your children need 
before they go to preschool because I find out that a lot of people don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So you don't know what to teach your child. Like being a parent doesn't come with a guide, right? And also mm-hmm. being a nanny. <laughs> also being a nanny doesn't come with a guide. So while I was working with various families, I a travel nanny, living nanny, um, a regular uh, nanny, I realized that I didn't, you know, you kind of make up whatever you want to make up as far as education. So then I just started to make a pattern, like a notebook of, you know, what I was teaching, you know, how long it took them to learn this, um, at what age we were doing this and, you know, what they learned. So after that, I'm just like, um, cause each family I would work with, you know, you don't want to start fresh. And so I just was like going off of that and I have results from it. So, um, now I know what children are capable of learning. So, um, but that takes experience. There's people that do have, um, degrees in ECE and all that. And they understand that you still don't learn the stuff that I'm teaching as far as how your child learns. The course talks a lot about, um, understanding your, how your child learns. If you have someone watching your child and if you go up to them and ask them, okay, which, what kind of learner is my child? If they can't answer that question, that is a problem. So this is a course for you or, you know, gift the course. We need to normalize gifting courses to those who watch our children, you know? So mm-hmm. we need to, um, you know, invest in our children, invest in those. Like, even if it's a gift for a babysitter, you have like, look, I bought this two hour course for you that's online, you know, watch this course and you can learn some more things to, you know, understand my child and help me teach them. So yeah, the course, anyways, the course pretty much just teaches, it's three modules. It teaches how to understand your child, like what kind of learner they are, and also what kind of teacher you are. There's um, a proactive and reactive. I'm a proactive teacher. You know, I like to prevent things from happening. So if you understand your child, you can prevent things from happening, and that takes time. So um, there's that. And then the second module would be um, how to create a routine and a schedule for your child, which is very important. And then the third one is actually creating the curriculum for the child um, mm-hmm. that you're working for. So, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that, that was, that's a, that's a handful. And I mean, we, we, we called you earlier a, a serial entrepreneur Taniqua, but man, I gotta say, sound like you more of a serial investor. Just, you just find out different things that you want to, you know, learn about and you don't waste any time when it comes to like, you know, just learning more about it. And I appreciate you too, for also earlier, you know, debunking the, you know, the myths and uh, the frustrations that people may have with Forex, right? You know, yes, it is true that a lot of people may may get DMs and the, the, the nuisance DMs and hacks from people, you know, claiming to be Forex traders. But it also, you know, the people who've had the bad experiences, you know, even the first time around when I first, you know, invested in Forex back in like Miami, it was like the experience was I was just a number, like a recruit but nobody was really like walking me through this, the guides going through the courses of actually trying to learn it, which can be frustrating. Right. So uh, again, it goes back into what you said, you know, doing things with a purpose. Right. And it sounded like you had the purpose first to get into it, to learn the skill, not necessarily to just make the money. Uh, And that's the difference between having someone like you teaching, you know, people how to invest in these different things versus someone who's just doing it for the money. And that person is just saw it as a a, a dollar, Um, you know, just another recruit. Um, But, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, out of all of the things that you have, you know, spent time and money uh, learning about what has been your favorite uh, process so far, what has been your favorite to learn? Uh, and the one that's probably been the most easiest for you to, you know, not just understand, but overstand it to where it can be taught. Mm, good question. That's, I would have to say 
my most favorite thing to learn was, I guess, um, becoming a professional nanny because that it's something that's natural to me. So it wasn't something like, I feel like I've been working all my life. Like it's real natural to me and I'm really good at, you know, um, finding the problems and figuring out a solution really fast. So I would say that's my favorite and because there's always something different and there's so many different ways, like being a travel nanny was so, it was, that was so cool. Like, and a lot of people think like, they're like, wow, I never met a nanny before, you know? So that was my favorite thing to learn um, how to be a nanny and also how to navigate through different um, careers inside of it. Like I said, travel nanny, living nanny, and just a regular um, nanny. So that would be my favorite. The easiest, yeah, that's definitely not the easiest to learn. You, I always thought that the, nannying wasn't something that you could teach, right? So I would always say, uh, yeah, because everyone's like, you, you know, everyone wants me to nanny their children and watch with their children. I mean, work their, work with their children. And I can't. So like, you have, I have to think like, what can I do so I can help everyone as a whole? Like I can't be everywhere at one place. I can't watch everyone's child. I can't teach everyone's child. So that's what made me get the course. I mean, do the course, but I always thought what was holding me back about that was because I always thought that what I do is something that couldn't be taught. But someone told me recently, like, Tanika, it's not that you can't teach it to someone else. It's because just because you know, it doesn't mean it's not a process you're doing to do it, you know, cause it's simple to me. Cause you know, it makes sense to me. And it's just like natural, but I would have, I had to break it down to like, okay, well, what am I doing? What do I start with when I'm working with a child? You know, so that was, that was different for me. So that's definitely not the easiest thing though. That is um, my favorite. Um, The easiest I would say is Airbnb. I learned how to Airbnb, um, do Airbnb because it's a system. I bought a system that works, a proven system is literally do step-by-step and this is all, you know, that's all you have to do. So a lot of people think it's a lot of work, but it's really not. You just need the, the course or someone to teach you how to do it, the money and the places. And that's literally it. And it just makes you money yeah. from there. It, so it could be a lot. It could definitely be a lot. I can see if you're starting with investing with time, like mm-hmm. you, you rather invest with time as opposed to the route that you took was investing with money, buying yeah. a process and a system that worked already. And just implementing that, which is kind of what you're now doing with the nanny and stuff like that. And uh, part of what I took from that, you know, Taniqua was anybody really just learning anything new. You should always probably take the approach of while learning, documenting these things, documenting the things that you do, the things that are working, the things that aren't working. So when you find out later down the line, I really enjoy learning this new skill. I really enjoy, you know, learning about this industry. I have this process now that I've documented the entire time that works. And now you find yourself being in a similar position to where you can now teach it to others because you're right. It's, it's, you may be really good at it, but you're not good at teaching it because you just thought about the, you just thought about learning it and learning it, but you never thought about documenting it, creating a system around your mistakes and figuring out what worked and what didn't work, which is what you're doing now. So <clears throat> did you automatically, when you got into that, when was the moment that you actually started to document those things and, and create this process or system around, you know, what you were doing and the time that you spent with each child? Um, it took me a while to start documenting, actually, because um, I literally start documenting not the last family I worked for, but the family before that, because um, I was I feel like I was with him more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started writing down what we were going through. Um, and our routine. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think because I haven't always documented. I um, 
I don't even really know what made me start writing down, but I felt like I was just like trying to have a routine for myself, a schedule for myself. It's hard to teach someone something and be consistent if you don't remember what you did, you know, the day before. So, you know, I was really trying to get some great results and, you know, show his parents what he was capable of learning. So I just started writing down, you know, everything that he knew we would, you know, have tests. I mean, I like kid tests, like, um, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I really don't know when I started. I would say like in my process of being in the field for like 12 years, it took me probably about mm, nine, eight, nine years until I started documenting. Um, and I guess that's just from getting the experience and the results. You know, first you need that to even make, know that you're even making progress though. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and then when this kept happening with different families, because you know, you can do something with one person and you don't really know if you really, if it was a kid or if it was you, you know? So then mm-hmm. I realized I was working with multiple families, like, okay, well, you know, they're all very, very smart. They all, you know, and I have to give myself some credit because before I wouldn't give myself credit, I would just be like, you know, that's just a kid, you know, but no, it's it's me and the, you know, the family. So that's when I just mm-hmm. wanted more results. Now, do you think that, you know, I know it's said you probably, it's probably took you about eight years to start documenting those things. Do you think that knowing what you know now, that it takes eight years to, you know, get a system and get these things documented or could you have probably started that sooner? Um, no, I probably couldn't have started sooner because I, um, like I said, I was in school and stuff. So I wasn't like full time. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, summers and then it, it wasn't consistent until probably about like after school finished up and stuff. Yeah, like after that. school finished. So I've been out of school for what, eight years now, seven years now. So um in that room so um yeah I I probably couldn't have but so that's why it's very important because it took me a long time to get this skill and to be as as good as I am with it it really took experience like there's not it's not something that I could just learn from you know having a degree in um, education or um, Mm -hmm. reading books like it's really not something that you can buy I mean reading the book without actually going through it so that's why in the course i you know, it's more of a live hands-on kind of thing. You know, I'll have them pause and, you know, fill this out and, you know, think about what kind of child, you know, what, what habits your child has that you're working with, or if it's your child or whatever the case is. So I want it to be more hands-on because it's not really something you can read in the book um, is what I realized. Yeah. It's true what they say, you know, uh, it's no better teacher than experience. So like you really just got to just jump in and, and do it now. Um, switching gears just a little bit you know as a beginner you know from your experiences and 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 how you've been successful do you think it's best to you know start off as an investor with time or to start off investing with money um you know and and how do you weigh the pros and cons to each you know how how do you figure out do i want to first invest with time and you know taking the time out to learn the skill to learn this or do i want to just invest the money to try to expedite that process Okay. Okay. Hmm. Let me think. That's a good question. Um, I think the best thing to do is invest your time. I would invest your time. So investing your time, whether shadowing someone, whether it's, um, just learning something and just learning something on like YouTube, whatever it is, wherever you would spend your time to learn, whatever it is you're trying to learn. I would definitely say invest the time first because then you will want to invest the money in actually learning. Like, oh, I learned this on YouTube or I learned this on YouTube or I learned this from reading this article. But then you realize when you put money into it that 
then you're really going to take a little more serious because it's like, okay, well, I learned this. I like that. I learned this. I might be able to make it work, but something's missing. You know, there's something here that I can't, you know, I can't put A and B together. So what is, um, you know, what is the thing that is missing? So that's where the money comes in because you can learn a million things on YouTube. I love YouTube, you know, but it's not something that I like, I wouldn't watch a video, a whole video on um, YouTube about Airbnb and go out and, you know, do it because um, it's just not, there's a lot of, it's like A, Z, F, G, H, you know, that's how they kind of organize. I need A to Z step plan. I don't want to look for different videos to do this and that. I need everything and I need systems. So yeah, I would definitely, um, cause that's what I did. I invested my time school I guess I would say time yeah that's money too but that's definitely a lot more time um I invested time there and um now I kind of I invest money all the time like I swear I'm addicted to I'm buying courses everyone's addicted to something and I can admit you know the first step is admitting <laughs> I'm, ad- I'm admitting that I'm addicted to courses like I literally buy a course about everything like I was literally um looking at this course from these two people that started I know you've probably seen them or maybe not um, they started like a six figure cleaning, cleaning business without, you know, cleaning a single house. So I was interested in that because obviously I'm in the Airbnb business. If I could create my own cleaning company too, that would just go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So I want to buy that course too, but I was like, maybe relax. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, mean I, I don't think that, that that's out of all the additions, right? I don't think that that's a bad one to have, right? You know, buying courses, you know, cause that's, it's like buying education. It's like, we just so easily, you know, um, tell people they should blindly go to college just because that's what the norm is. And that's a huge investment. That's like, in most cases, $20,000 a year that people are investing, you know, long term into education when you can, you know, spend 500 to $5,000 on a, you know, small course that'll get you from A to B a little bit quicker. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I, I too you know, invest in a lot of courses when I figure out something. And I think it was a great answer that you had gave to uh, Taniqua on the taking the time route first, because I think time is a good way. And, you know, let's see if we can agree on this. Time is a good way to vet out your interest to like, if you spend the time on YouTube learning this new skill for so long, you figure out if you actually enjoy it or not. And that will pretty much let you know when it's time to purchase the course. You Would you agree on that? Yes, I agree. I do agree. Yeah. Agree. It's, it's like, if you just jump in and just buy the course, you were like, man, I, I hate, I hate learning about this. I don't, I don't even want to do this, <laughs> but I already bought this course. So now I'm pressured to stick, stick with it. That could <laughs> easily happen. It, it can. Cause you just think like, Oh, they said I can make a million dollars in six months. That's how I bought the course, but you didn't do no research. You didn't do your due diligence to, see you know if it was even possible or just look at youtube videos of people who have done it to mm-hmm. tell you like you can and and sometime but it's not very likely that you will in six months but hey if you do you do but it's not you know so you get the real from putting time and energy into- that's a good point too kind of just taking the time route first is a good way to learn enough to where you can vet out who actually is good at teaching what it is that you're trying to learn anyway because some of us, mm-hmm. like you just said, could buy these these dummy courses. Somebody who just decided, oh, I want to be a coach to make money. And they create this BS course that's not really mm-hmm. designed to really help anybody. So it's like you can easily fall victim to that if you don't really take the time to, to learn it first, at least the basics. Um, so that's very true. Do you think it's, um, you know, smart as we talk, touching on the, you know, doing things for a dollar and things like that? 
Do you think that it's ever smart to try new investments when you're in dire need of money? I know we trade and we do it. We invest to make money. Of course, we invest to make a return. But when there's a dire need to make money, uh, especially at a specific time frame, do you think that it's smart to try new investments? Um, uh, I think it's only good to try new invest. Like if you're in dire need of money, I don't think it's smart to try anything, you know, without having the knowledge in it. Like, don't just believe what someone's saying, especially if that's all like, because people say they'll teach you, uh, you know, if you don't, if you don't can't afford to lose that money, don't invest it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's always a risk. There's a risk in everything. Um, but like, if you can, like a lot of people, if you cannot afford to lose $500 right now, like if you just did not get it back, then you don't need to be doing it. So if you're in dire need of money, I would not just go out and invest it unless you're investing maybe in, let me think, something that can bring you a return right away. Well, Forex can, but if you don't, if you haven't invested that time and got the skill, like if you know how to trade and that's your last $500, but you know how to trade, then put that all that $500 in and you could turn that, like I, I traded $500, I turned it into $5,000 in 20 days, but that's because I know how to trade. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, like if I didn't know how to trade, I have the risk of losing that $500 because I don't, I didn't take the time out to learn how to, to read the charts and understand what I'm even doing. I'm over here trying to take signals from people and, you know, I'm in these groups that, you know, they got me in and taking signals. It's not going to help you if you don't understand what you're really doing. Everyone wants mm-hmm. fast money and easy money, but there's no, there's no such thing. It's, the easiest I would say is, yeah, I don't even, yeah. If you get it fast, you can lose it fast. And that's what, like, that's what a lot of us, you know, forget. Yeah, you, you want this fast money, but if you don't really have a system that is designed for longevity and pertinence, mm-hmm. then it, you can lose it just as fast. And um, yeah, I, I'm all, I'm all for that. And even with the new investments, I would definitely say probably, if you are in dire need of money, maybe, you know, sticking to a savings plan, you know, budget, you know, continue to do what you're doing to make money, but figuring out how you can spend less of it, save more of it, and then invest that time, you know, yeah. to learn something first and be confident, like you said, to take that, that, that last $500 and turn it into five when you finally know that you can trade or you can do whatever it is that you have to do. Yeah. Um, so what has been, I want you to think think about this. What has been your best day as an investor so far? And it could be investing in either a new Airbnb unit or real estate or forex crypto. Whatever. If you can recall that 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 touchy feeling that you had, like, oh man, I'm so proud of myself right now. What 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 got you that that feeling? Um, that would probably be forex. Um, I would say my best day was. Well, it was not even a day. It was like a couple of weeks. Like it was just some good weeks in the market. Like I was literally having like $800 days, $1,000 days just from, you know, trading. Um, uh, What do they call it? Oh, indices. They're very difficult to trade. Well, very risky, not difficult. It's all the same. It's just more risky. But um, yeah, I would say I had some really good days trading Forex. Like you can literally make $800 in a day. You can make $1,000. You can make $2,000. You can make $10,000 in a day. But the greatest thing to know about that is it's all the same skill, which is great. It's you can learn how to once you learn how to read the charts, you can make a dollar every day. If you want, you can t- use make ten dollars every day. You can make 20, 30, 150, 000, whatever it is you want to make because you learned the skill. So I would say Forex, um, just having those consistent 
days making money literally from my phone. I would literally be in my bed, not even up, like just like mm-hmm. uh, you know. So it was my yeah. day. And, and congrats on that. Like, I, I just can only imagine how, the feeling of just waking up. This is like it's something like forex is like it's like automated. It's like you you do the trade and then you wake up and see how it performed and or you see how it's performing and mm-hmm. you just either really like whoa or you like oh damn oh well. <laughs> Like, like it definitely happened like that. So playing Mm -hmm. devil's advocate, you know, um, what has, you know, I I don't want anybody to think that everything is always all peachy, right? With investing, as you even mentioned, like if you invest in it, you got to be ready to lose it as well. Mm -hmm. What has my, what, what has been maybe a a not so good day for you and some of the red flags or warning signs that you might've, you know, received so that other people could kind of be aware of those things as well. So with the same thing that we said, like I did have um, those $800 days, $900 days, $1,000 days, but then I also had those losses some days too. So that, that hurt too, like that, you know, but the thing with Forex is once you do it one time, like once you know you can make $800 in a day, there's nothing in the world that is going to keep you from trying to do that again. It doesn't matter how much money you lose. It's because you know that one day you made $800, you could do it again. So you'll keep trying and keep trying and keep, you know, fine tuning whatever it was or, you know, so yeah, you can lose just as much as you put into it. Um, so that, and also with Airbnb that, um, having the right team also, um, there's days that like today I was sitting here just doing my hair and, you know, I already have my day planned out. And then my cleaner told me that she wasn't available. Um, she was at the pumpkin patch with her kids. So I'm, and well, it was a last minute thing. I know she plans out. So one of the guests ended their trip shorter. So then someone else checked in. So then it needed to be clean for the next guest. So I had to go over there and do that cleaning because she wasn't available. So then there's days like that. Um, I was just like, ah, you don't want to do it, but you know, you got to, but I'm not doing it every day. So it's the least, you know, I could do, but there's a lot yeah. of, a yeah, lot. It, it, it definitely happens. It's always going to happen. And I even had a couple of times where I was investing in like, everything that I made was exactly what I lost. Like I literally lost everything that I have made. And it was just for the fact that I was like, Oh, I'm not, just, I'm not, I'm not going to change anything. If I did it like this the first time, why change anything? But it's like, you got to always be able to, you know, reevaluate and analyze and see what was going right and not make the assumption like I did, like just assume yeah. it's going to continue to go that way. Cause everything trends like you learn it in investing it's trends things happen where they go up and they go down mm-hmm. um, so yes. what do you think is the best way for um you know people to adopt because obviously you know i, w- I don't want to say obviously i hate using the word obviously but uh, it seems like you know Taniqua, that you have to have a sense of entrepreneurial mindset when even making quick decisions to jump into something new like trading or jump into something new like airbnb and investing so for you what has worked for you to you know adopt that entrepreneurial mindset to where you're always on go thinking about new ways to just become a better version of yourself and boss up in many different ways um well that is a great great question and it's even a harder answer because it's like i don't know when it like that. Like, I guess I've always known that I was always interested and just being curious is, is a big, um, a great, um, skill to have, not a skill, but, um, a great trait to have being curious. I've, I've always been really curious. I've always been a kid to ask a million questions and get in trouble 
for asking so many questions. They would be like, stop asking questions, you know, so many questions. But if your kids ask a million questions, that's a good trick, guys, just to let you guys know. Um, but yes, um, it would just be always being curious and also being introduced to things. A lot of people, they don't, like I said prior, they, they don't know what you don't know what you don't know. So if you didn't know that you can go on a vacation and you can do an all-inclusive vacation, but one day some, you booked a trip and it was all-inclusive and you didn't know that, then you're kind of like, oh, you know, now I want to only go on all-inclusive trips, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that. It was kind of like, um, I was just introduced to, like my godmother, she was a big help because my family, they didn't really care about, you know, good grades and all that stuff. Oh, well, not, not that they didn't care. They didn't acknowledge it much. So my godmother did. Like in high school, like if I had good grades, she would take me shopping or whatever, take me out to eat, whatever we would do. So I would be so excited to get those good grades just to show her the, uh, my report card. So, um I've always been the type to um, like to excel. Like, I, not that I like the attention. I like the, um, I like to, what's the word? I can't remember what someone told me. Like, like the reward, the feeling yeah, like, of reward. Yeah, I like the reward. And, and everything I do, I, there's a reward to it if I can get through it, you know? So mm. I love to, you know, no, I was never rewarded, like not by my family, just by my godmother starting around high school. She started to reward me. So then I like that feeling. And that's not something I used to get before so i think i kind of just stuck with that like oh mm -hmm. i like doing something and then getting a positive you know reward to it like okay if i go to school and go to college you know i'll have a better chance of getting a job you know that's what they tell everybody which you know we're not going to go into detail about that like i could have made just as much money not going to college i'll probably have more money because i wouldn't have to be paying back stuff exactly we're not going to talk about that on this episode but yeah so i um but it's hard because there's people that are in situations that they feel like they can't, you know, get out. They can't, they don't have the resources. Like they're always taking 10 steps forward and 11 steps back. Um, and, and it's like that too. But for me, I mean, you really have to put yourself in a bubble. Like I was always good at being somewhere, but not being present. I would be like in a bubble. Like I would be thinking of a million different things. Like, honestly, like I would not be there. Like there was a lot of times that I've just, you know, I just, remove myself from things that I see that weren't working for me. Like even your parents, if you got to get out of your family's house, like distance yourself from things that are like a cycle, like, if, and don't take advice from those who aren't where you want to be in life. That's another thing. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, my mom said, I can't do it. You know, I don't have enough money to do that. I'm not smart enough or fast enough, but you know, like what is your mom doing? You know, is she, is she one of, is she the track star that you want to be? You know, is she the millionaire that you want to be? Yeah. That's your mom. But that doesn't mean that, she has the best advice if she hasn't had the experience. So you need to learn from those. Surround yourself by those that you want to learn from. That's what I was doing. I started surrounding myself around different people. And it's really true that you really become those people that you hang around. Because, like, in college, um, I did horrible my um, first year in college. Um, I don't even know why. I did, like, horrible. Like, I had a one-point-something GPA. I was having parties. I wasn't going to class. I wasn't doing anything. And not that I was surrounded by, I mean, yeah, I guess we were surrounded by each other. We were just all about having fun. So we were having fun. So then I just, and then they suspended me from campus. We're having a party on school. So then they were like, oh, well, you're suspended from campus. You can't, you know, you can still, you're still in the university, but you can, you know, you got to like commute. And I was like, I am not commuting. Like I did not want to be home. Definitely didn't want to be home. So then I transferred <laughs> to a whole different school. I transferred and then I did way better there. You know, I got like a, when I graduated, like a 3.56 GPA and I did like every sport I could do. Like, um, you know, I was just around different people. Um, I had a different um, reason for doing it. So, and I saw what that, that reason of 
not, you know, doing my work. And I mean, I see what, what that got me. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. I don't want that. So I just started over and got it together. But you just be around those who you need to be around pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's always about the circle. And you said a lot, like you dropped a lot of gems in that um, in, in that last piece. And most of it was just watching your network, you know, watching who you take advice from and really just protecting your protecting your mind and questioning everything. You got to have that curiosity, as you mentioned, to really, you know, figure out what is good for you and what isn't. If you don't question everything, you, you won't ask yourself the right questions that will, you know, spark a change in your habits and things like that. So um, out of the many different industries that you are a part of, you know, Taniqua, which would you say it's not the easiest, but maybe the simplest, you know, to jump into and learn with a smaller budget? Um, all right. With a smaller budget to learn, I would say, um, I would say Forex is affordable to learn. Mm, real estate, I wouldn't say is affordable to learn because I haven't, um, I haven't seen too many good courses that were affordable anyway. There's a bunch of courses out there, but I don't know. Um, you're better off listening to like real estate podcast or, you know, things on YouTube or researching if you're not trying to spend a, a lot of money in that area. Um, but yeah, I would say Forex would be the easiest. Airbnb, a course. I mean, I don't know what a smaller amount of money, but any type of course that will bring you a return. So even Toro courses, you know, how to do Toro, you know, they show you how to do that with a little bit of money um, or even like bad credit and getting cars and all that good stuff. So like Toro, Airbnb, um, what other things? There's cleaning services um, that are good amounts of money that you guys should be investing in because those things bring you a continuous return once you put in that effort one time in the beginning. It, like you need to buy systems. That's what people would need to buy systems, not just courses nowadays, but you need to buy systems, proven systems that work. There's a million courses. You can buy real estate courses, just teaching you something about real estate. But I'm big on buying the system because I don't want to sit here and try to figure it out. A million right. people, a million people already figured it out. I don't want to make a million mistakes. I just want to do what's working. And that saves a lot of time. So buy something that is a system. Like if you buy this course, you will know how to start Airbnb, you know, where to find them, that type of thing. Like, or you'll know how to get cars from Toro, where to run them, who cleans them, that kind of stuff. Buy systems, not courses. Um, Buy say. systems, not courses. That might be uh, the, the tagline for today's uh-huh. episode. I, I mean, I was going to make the I was going to make the title. You know, invest while investing, but I think I might change it to Taniqua Purdy on buy systems, not courses. Like that, <laughs> that that is the that is the golden statement of the other day. I appreciate that one. Um, right, we- <laughs> so so with that being said, how um, what would you say as we getting ready to wrap wrap things up shortly, um, Purdy? What would you say are you know the defining moments that have changed your habits? um to really like consistently see a lot of you know momentum uh in, in your investments and in, in, in your time spent um i would say as being in the environment being around those people um like as soon as i'm around the people that are doing the things that i want to do and you know people that are better than me i love to be around people that have been doing it you know longer have more um, experience but um 
being around those people is what gets me going. So like, yeah, you can buy um, courses or whatever the case is and you'll do it online. Then you're on your own pretty much from there. You need to surround yourself by having accountability partners, like going out to things. You know, people don't want to go out nowadays. You guys will go out to the club and go out here to eat and all that, but you won't go hang out with somebody or just shadow someone that's doing what you want to do or something of that sort. But so like if I was doing Forex and we would have them, you know, like our little events for like three days or four days, I would love those because those would get me, you know, pumped and I would learn so much. Um, real estate. I just came back from a real estate um, convention from, the, from one of the um, programs I'm in. That got me pumped. I came back. I'm over here. Like I met so many new people. I got so many connections, leads, all that just from going. So it's very important to actually be present um, once you, you know, once you get something, even if it is an online course or system you bought, you need to be around those people that are doing it because um, that's what keep, that was, that's what keeps me going. Nothing keeps me going more than actually being around um, the people that I want to be like. Nothing. There's nothing better than that than being like I really like I wish I could just create something and I can go live in a house with a bunch of entrepreneurs and just you know just be around each other every day like a bunch of random people and see how successful we'll be in a year or two years however long the lease will be and just see how much you'll learn and how far you'll get just from being around living with entrepreneurs really would be really really interesting that would be dope they should make a reality tv series something like that right instead of real instead of real world like (laughs) A real, real world. Right, right. Real, real, <laughs> Not just some reality TV uh, drama. But um, okay, well, I appreciate you so far, you know, for just, well, not so far, but I just appreciate you in totality, right, Taniqua, for just taking time out today and, you know, sharing with myself and the millionaires who will be tapped into this one. Um, as we start to wrap things up, we are on to the next segment, which is Rapid Fire. And uh, I got five, you know, random questions that I'm going to ask you. And the, the whole point is just to lighten up the mood, you know, you know, get our listeners to, you know, get a little bit more out of you. And it's not meant for you to overthink or anything. Just kind of answer with the first thing that comes to mind. All right. All right. Gotcha. Cool, yo. So who would you most like to sit next to on a 10 hour flight and why? Hmm. Elon Musk, because I'm in love with Tesla and everything that he's trying to do. I feel like I would learn so much from him in a 10 hour flight. I'll probably be coming out here talking about I'm making cars or airplanes or something. I don't know. You but see Elon, Elon Musk, Musk on, a, on a flight. You you might be surprised to find out that that airplane was low-key a space shuttle and you're going to the moon <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Exactly. I'm a brother. Coolio, coolio. What is your most unusual talent? Most unusual talent? Hmm. Hmm, that is an unusual question. Um, maybe. Oh, I'm really, really good at knowing this. <laughs> I guess it's like a parent thing, or just from experience, knowing what kind of is like just poop. Like knowing like baby's poop. Like it, by the smell of it, I could tell if it's soft, green, yellow, hard. <laughs> it's it's really bad. It's weird. Oh, you took it there. That is an yeah. unusual talent. Okay. <laughs> definitely oh I, I play a normal one though just like from being able to tell when people are smiling on the phone um that, I do that's, that. that's actually a good talent too because then you can reciprocate that yeah um what would you rather have unlimited sushi for life or unlimited tacos for life i'm not a sushi so i'll do the tacos all right mm-hmm. tacos it is <laughs> all right what's your worst roommate or house guest story? Um. 
Where's roommate or house guest? Huh. I like all my roommates in school, I believe. Oh, no, actually, actually, I had this roommate that had a really, really bad smell. Um, when I first started to go to college, yeah, she had a really, really bad smell. And it wasn't actually her, but maybe it was her because, like, when she would leave the room, I would, like, go smell her, like, like, it's in her closet, it's in her drawers, and it would literally just be her, but she was from out the country, so that was bad. The room smelled really weird, but that mm-hmm. was my most unusual thing. Yeah, it's nothing like living uncomfortably in your own home, like, yeah. just bothered by unknown smells. <laughs> right. All right. What makes you feel old? What makes me feel old? Um, when just seeing these kids that you knew were that when they were smaller and they're just like, you know, they're freaking, they're teenagers now. They're going to college now. Like, that's what makes me feel old. Like, just like, what? Who is that? that what? You're going to college? Like, you know, so that makes me feel old. Wow. Yeah. Just to kind of seeing the people whose lives you impacted when they were so young and now mm-hmm. look at them. Uh, I could feel that. I felt that one. All right. So as we wrapping it up, I got just a couple more questions for you. And this question in particular, I ask every single episode of, you know, season three, uh, because it's the theme of season three. And that's just, if you could define what self-love, you know, is and what that means to you. Sorry, say that one more time. I was breaking up. Yeah. Define what self-love means and is to you. Okay, self-love obviously is loving yourself, but how? Um, everyone loves, you know, different. Everyone likes to be loved different. So obviously knowing what makes you happy and but what makes you happy by yourself, not what someone can do for you to make you happy. So self-love for me would be, you know, I love the sun and I love water. So like if it's sunny outside, I'll go sit out on my porch and just, sit out there and just, you know, just change the environment and just sit out there. That's like loving myself as well. The sun is loving me, but I love, love, like find the things you like or you love in life and just try to find ways to get closer to that. Like if I can go to mm-hmm. the beach every day, I would be at the beach because that makes me so happy. I don't need anyone. Yeah. Think of things that you don't need people with you to do to make you happy. So me it would be the beach would be like in some sun and also traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, traveling to different beaches. Yeah, traveling to different beaches all around the world. So self-love is loving to do things by yourself that make you happy, pretty much. I would say. Awesome. Well, I love that. I love that uh, that example. And even you saying, you know, finding the things that make you happy and you know, using all of your energy possible to attract and make yourself closer to those things. Cause <laughs> not to toot my own horn, but that's the whole purpose of the million dollar mind podcast, right? It's just helping people identify what those things are. Uh, right. and you know, giving them the tools to bring them a little bit closer to getting to that, uh, point of happiness, which is why I've loved having you on the show Taniqua. It's all about bringing the right catalyst and you have been, uh, someone on my radar to have this conversation with. So I appreciate you, like I said, taking your time out and, you know, right. giving us and dropping the gems that you have. Cause I'm sure some of the millionaires out here are going to be listening to this and, you know, take a couple of these things, jot them down and start implementing them uh, right away. So with that said, I do want to give you an opportunity uh, to, you know, plug yourself in, tell us where we can find you, uh, tell us any projects or, you know, uh, news that you have and that you're really excited about. Now is the time to share. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Like, yes, thank you so much. Like I said earlier for having me on this show. In the first place, um, this is actually my first podcast interview. Um, 
probably not gonna be my last so um, um it's very exciting um this is great practice i'm like wow i'm not too bad at this so um, i might do a lot more um i have always thought about doing podcasts but like you know it's all about consistency and i love your consistency i love your dedication and i listen to a few um i want to do i want to listen to more like now i tell myself that i'm listening to um i want to listen to only podcasts when i'm driving you know, like, I, there's no music. I never listen to music anymore in my car, like, because I'm either thinking or just, like, making calls and stuff. So, like, now that when I listen to your podcast in the car, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's good. It gets me in a good mindset. So I, I am doing that now, just listening to the podcast. Um, but, yeah, so you guys can find me on Instagram, um, Taniqua Purdy, E-D-U. Um, I'm sure he'll have my name in the, the title. So just Tamiqua Purdy and then another E, a D, and a U on Instagram. Um, that's my um, Instagram for my nannying and my course that I was telling you guys about that I created. It is in pre, um, pre-sale right now. It'll be dropped on the 22nd of October. Um, it's in pre-sale for um, the first 10 people that purchased the course. We'll have a 30-minute um free um live one-on-one well with me you and your child or whoever it is that you know that you need help with or um you're trying to learn or understand um you'll also if you follow me on gumroad if you follow me on um and if you purchase the course you'll get free gifts just for following me um and also for purchasing purchasing the course it's on sale right now for fifty dollars yeah for fifty dollars so it's you know it's, it might be a two hour course I'm not done recording guys so it might be two two and a half hours but I do provide a lot of value that you anyone would need even if you know someone that wants to be a nanny or you know you have someone babysitting your kids like I said they're perfect um, um baby shower gifts you know people need to start gifting things that would actually help these parents right besides you know the diapers clothes shoes they need um you know to definitely start gifting things that they could use in the long run or even send off to their nanny or their babysitter or whoever. Um, on Facebook, I'm Taniqua Purdy. Um, on Twitter, I'm Taniqua Purdy. And yeah, that's that's pretty much where you can find me at. Guys, Taniqua Purdy, Taniqua Purdy. And on Instagram, I'm Taniqua Purdy, E-D-U. So, yeah. Y'all go check out Taniqua Purdy. Definitely, if you uh, are thinking about you have any baby showers coming up, definitely, definitely, definitely check out Taniqua Purdy EDU to check out that gift for these new parents or even for nannies and babysitters alike, because we definitely could use that type of early childhood education uh, and a resource like that. So appreciate you for finding and and stimulating the economy with something that's valuable, Purdy. Appreciate you. And, you know, again, thank you for taking time out of your day to chat with us. And as always, to our millionaires, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show week in, week out, like I always say. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become as you apply today's principles. I'm your guy, Kai Speaks, and you just heard it from Taniqua Purdy on Invest While Investing. Just remember to keep focus, build momentum, and drive results so you can live abundantly. Peace. Hey guys, so thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind podcast has went global. The number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course the United States. With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, 
We are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.